Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. All right, you two have to guess who this tagline is for. It's very easy. So if you get it wrong, it'll be as embarrassing as me getting all the Beverly Hills taglines <laughs> wrong last episode. Crystal may need a bodyguard, but a crystal is my bodyguard. Oh, is it Sutton? Well, that has to be Diana. Oh, no, you two. It's Garcelle who got that big crystal art to ward off oh my um, bad energy in her house. Well, that was just too clever for the likes of us. We are also joined by our lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. I'm authentically me and as genuine as I can be. Okay, that's for none of the housewives. <laughs> that's you. That tagline is for you. Yeah. No, that is Sutton who said the best housewife line ever, which is, I'm as genuine as I can be. And I would have to say... Not that genuine. <laughs> oh, Sutton slander. I'm, I, I will save it for the Beverly Hills segment, but I'm kind of, I'm straddling the line. We'll, we'll get into it. No, oh, yeah, I have, I have thoughts. Okay, here's my tagline. I didn't make the cut, but I'm here for round two. And that is for Miss Tracy, as in Mrs. Tiki Barber. Because Jersey season 13 started filming this week. They had a 80s themed, I don't know, event. And guess who was there? Tracy and Tiki Barber. Which makes her absence from the reunion even more confusing. Yeah, I I think so too. (laughs) Um, Everybody was there. You know, we were wondering about a cast shakeup. Nope, they were all there. We only have two shows this week. Do you guys want to start with Beverly Hills? Yes. Yes. So I'd like to organize this uh, coverage of Beverly Hills into two parts, Kyle and Sutton. I'd like to start with Kyle. Okay. Okay. First thought. Kyle's line, opening the store didn't feel real until yesterday. Probably because Kyle hadn't seen the store until yesterday. I feel like we've seen (laughs) Kyle open up stores that she's had no part in with these like terrible drop shipped merchandise so many times. Well, as Rinna said, to quote her directly, another store? Which is pretty funny to say about your friend on camera. I mean, at least Kyle's being honest. She couldn't hack paying Beverly Hills rent, so she's moved her way to the desert. La Quinta. Those clothes are so incredibly ugly. Um, Okay, that was my being nice to Kyle. I'd like to move on to my hating Kyle portion. (laughs) Are you ready, Julia? Buckle up. That was your being nice to Kyle. Number one. Yes, it's going to go downhill from here. All right, number one reason I don't like Kyle. Kyle played a voicemail of Dorit's panic attack for the cameras. Super weird and invasive. And she's getting mad at Sutton for how she reacted to Dorit's, you know, situation where Kyle's reaction is basically to, like, pimp out Dorit's situation to make Kyle have more of a storyline. Does that make sense? Do you guys get what I'm trying to say? It does. And I think that um, all of them showing up to Dorit's house the morning after, you could um, give a defense of they are her friends. It's not that performative of a move. But now that she keeps doubling down on how concerned she is for Dorit post this thing, that just feels like a paparazzi like photo shoot 
like them going to Dorit's house that morning. It tro- it's like invalidating all of her reactions to this so far. And she, yeah, I think you're right. She is using this as her storyline because she's thinking if I make my storyline something that doesn't directly have to do with me, I can like evade some of the drama, but not mm. working for her. Oh, I wonder if this is because the Kathy, Kathy things are going wrong. Like, Kathy's not on the show right now. So she's, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't know about rumors. that yet, right? Right, but mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a cease and desist from Kathy. We may never find out. So maybe she's using Dorit's drama to really, like, cover up her Kathy woes. I don't know. And she knows Sutton's an easy target, which is mm-hmm. weird because, and maybe it's just the internet bubble I live in, but you'd think that, like, you'd want to be on Sutton's side this season, right? You'd think that, but Crystal... Crystal might have some information, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Crystal's alluding to things. Okay, I need to get back to my bullet points. Yes, sorry, Reason sorry. number two, I don't like Kyle this episode. Kyle says, Sutton, I say everything to your face. When we literally just came from Kyle talking shit behind Sutton's back. In Kyle's defense, though, she talks about Sutton behind her back, but then says the exact same thing to her face. So I think Kyle is justifying all of her behind Sutton's back talking by saying, I also told you. All right. I just, I think that Kyle is the leader and my least favorite thing. This is my overall arcing theme and I'll bring it up again later. Kyle is my, the leader and my least favorite thing of Beverly Hills, which is they're basically the word police. Mm -hmm. Dorit even says at one point, that she was mad that Crystal says, I need a safe space. She's like, well, that's a poor choice of words. And every single season of Beverly Hills is somebody says something and then they harp on the phrasing of that. So like last year it was violated. Before that, it was the thing with Denise and how Denise, did she have two beds or did she not? And then there was the weird thing with the threesome thing in front of Denise's kids. Like, It's just so stupid and petty and it's Kyle's being mad that people aren't reacting the way that she wants them to and then just gaslighting the shit out of them. I think Kyle looked like an asshole this episode. Um, She did and you are so right, Elizabeth. Beverly Hills is the word police. Word police, 90210. Why do we think Kyle reacted so strongly to Crystal? Because that caught me so off guard, just like... No, when Crystal started, like, talking about how she was, like, kind of triggered by what was going on, there's no, like, ramp up to Kyle acting with a lot of vitriol towards her. It kind of is just, like, a lot all at once. So I think that Kyle went into this season and was like, Dorit is going to be my get out of jail free card. Anytime something happens, I don't want to talk about it. I can say we can't talk about this because our friend had a gun to her head. And... She's kind of liked being the mean girl to Sutton. Like, we all know that dynamic of kind of a Regina George and Gretchen Wieners uh, on Big Mouth. There's Devin and Lola. Like, there's the popular girl. And then their friend that they kind of like to Heather kick. and Dr. Jen. Heather and Dr. Jen. That's a perfect example. So that was Sutton for Kyle. And Kyle was mean to her about how Sutton was renting Kyle's house from her. There was a lot of weird things. And Sutton last year was easy to kick and this year's son's coming in with like guns blazing like she's not messing around and I think Kyle was triggered by Crystal 
because Kyle wasn't getting what Crystal was trying to say. She thought Crystal was saying, my problems are big. And she's like, how could you say that compared to our friend who got robbed? But that's not what Crystal was trying to say. So I don't know if Kyle was purposefully misconstruing what Crystal said, or it was like an honest misinterpretation. But I think that Kyle is mad that Crystal is going off book, mm-hmm. basically. Um, I agree. I also think Kyle's upset because she had a bad showing on that trip where this Sutton storm in room to return coat situation happened. She told Crystal to drop it then. And she's telling Crystal to drop it now. So she's learned nothing from her mistake. But I think she doesn't like this being brought up because she didn't look great last season because of this very plot line a bad way to try to cover it up if that's if that's her thinking to just immediately explode and then like of course this is going to be the thing this episode is about now if you're gonna react like this to it um i think that she i mean she is just so performative about this dorit thing that her reacting is so explosively she thinks is making her performance and her feelings about the dorit thing more believable i think it's having the opposite effect oh if like she is playing like elizabeth what you said of like oh she's misconstruing and she's trying to turn it into crystals equating the two it's coming across so histrionic and unbelievable yes and the you know kyle has been a fan favorite for a long time and the internet is not happy with her right now and i saw a comment online that i thought was great people are really loving sutton um people are worried about what's coming next with sutton garcelle and crystal they want them to keep together i think people are honestly tired of the the mean girl what do they call themselves the The fox force five or whatever Fox Force Five, right yeah, they're they're sick. Yeah, there's something about a fox in there. <laughs> the internet's tired of the Mean Girl group just gaslighting people and kicking people out of the show. They want a mix up. Um, and somebody had a great comment, and I should have written it down, but it was basically like, "Okay, Kyle, how can you say Dorit's kids are going to be traumatized by this if they saw when this literally happened to Sutton, and she's still traumatized by it? Like, how can you say both of those?" How can you acknowledge one and not the other? Like, how can you not acknowledge that Sutton's going to have a ton of trauma surrounding this? And Dorit said it's okay and she understood. So why are we even talking about this, Kyle? This isn't about you. Well, given this episode, Kyle and Lisa Reno's response to that would be like, well, every situation is very specific. So Sutton's thing and Dorit's thing, they're not the same thing. All right. What are our thoughts about Sutton? Let me just say. I, when I see Garcelle and Crystal, like, stand out for Sutton, it it warms my heart. I love it. But then I remember, oh, Sutton does have some weird qualities. She did have her little racial thing Mm -hmm. last season that was very weird. And I'm really worried about what Crystal's going to say. At the same time, I know, based on social media, um, that, like, the three of them are good. And, like, they were just, Kathy Hilton's also, like, ganged up with them and they were like all at like an event for Kathy recently we're like they're they're still like um holding a united front I don't know if like them rewatching this season is going to break that up but again I don't know what's to come and I don't know if the editors are tricking me into thinking like a huge Crystal Garcelle Sutton thing is about to happen so I'm just kind of in an anxious state about it because I am team Sutton at the moment 
And like yeah. I said before, me too, it Alex. Is Garcelle's like the fact that she likes and is friends with Sutton is the reason I'm totally team Sutton. It's all about Garcelle for me. Crystal, after everything her and Sutton went through last season, is now like friends with Sutton. Like you got to be like, okay, these two like level-headed, cool people like her, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it worries me at the same time. I will say, I know that we want to break this up into um, Sutton and Kyle sections so we can keep on Sutton for a bit. But this was Crystal's episode, in my opinion. Yes. This was she like the episode where she became a full housewife. Yeah. Yep. I thought the same thing. She did a great job. And I like that they're not standing, they're not backing down. And you can tell that like Lisa, Renna, and Kyle aren't used to this, especially from somebody like Crystal, who I think they thought they could control mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, what is Diana doing for you guys right now? Oh, Diana has turned this show into comedy gold for me. I love her. <laughs> she's never been in a store. She is funny because she's kind of unpredictable. I think she's nuts. I'm so excited. Like, I never know who she's going to side with. Like, the fact that she's so mean to Sutton this episode, and then that whole thing ends with her and Sutton getting along in the van ride back. It's like, I don't know what to expect from her allegiance-wise. I love that she decided she was going to be Crystal's bodyguard and take Crystal home. Like, really cute. I thought it was hilarious when she went to Kyle's store opening. She looked bewildered in the store, and then she wasn't even able to look at one rack because she was in such a foreign experience. And so she, instead, she said she liked something that someone was holding because she, like, couldn't shift through the racks. It was hilarious. I think she is just the funniest thing ever. I couldn't get enough of her. I'm excited to see what Beverly Hills holds for us. Um, hopefully, it's a short season. It won't so be a little So nice, nice episodes and not a lot of That's filler. That's not going to happen. This is going to be like a 20-episode season. And it's going to have a seven-part reunion. It's going to be terrible. All right. Are you guys ready for Atlanta? Yes. All right, Atlanta. So if this was Crystal's Welcome to Housewives episode, this was Sonya's because Sonya became a full-on housewife, got her peach officially this episode by asking why some of the women weren't wearing their wedding rings. Yeah, and none of them had an answer like, oh, I can't find it, or like, it was all like, well, I have made the choice to not wear this ring. Because my husband sucks was the answer. Can you going after Ralph? Might be one of my favorite moments in TV history. She, yeah, that was intense. But then she went after Jimmy. And that's what I was going to say. That's why I love Kenya is that her target could be anyone. She's got no allegiance to anybody. She's a wild card in the truest sense. She's like the Terminator. It's whoever her eyes (laughs) lock on. Because she was going on and on about how, like, (laughs) she was going on and on about, like, Ralph's behavior and how it's unfair to Drew. And then was like, but actually, Drew, you do things that make Ralph and make people behave the way Ralph does. Sorry, having to giggle, just re- replaying it in my mind. The 30 day of not attacking each other is what the therapist gave them their assignment is the saddest assignment for adults. He's treating them like children. Like Elizabeth used to have this chart that she would have to do. And after 30 days, she got a prize. Like, I feel like this is that for them. 
<laughs> and the saddest thing... I'm like three in that story, <laughs> by the way. This isn't like from last week. But like, I distinctly remember this because it was so much work to get Elizabeth to finally fill out her chart. And I feel like this is going to be the chart that's never full. I think I only had to do it for seven days and I got it once. <laughs> But Ralph and Drew are not going to be as successful as you, Elizabeth. I know. They're not going to get their uh, Playmobil dragon. I don't remember what I I picked. Dr. Kitten Mm -hmm. is the worst therapist I think I've ever seen. And you might say, but haven't I seen him before? And the answer was, yes, you have seen him before on Real Housewives of Potomac because he is Giselle's therapist. He also appeared on Married to Medicine. So this guy is really putting himself out there when they were quoting him earlier saying dr ken said that you were a maniac dr ken said this i thought they gotta be misquoting no therapist no licensed therapist would ever say that oh my god he probably did this guy is the worst but he he turned into will smith in that moment and said keep dr ken's name out your mouth (laughs) which is the weirdest way to control that situation but i think to be Ralph and Drew's uh, uh, couple's counselor, you kind of need to have that weird, like, controlling attitude. I think you need to be a little unhinged because they clearly were, like, listening to him. They're going to do the 30-day thing. I think Drew likes the misogyny of it. It's also, like, a battle he's not going to win. Like, this marriage will never be successful. So just, like, give it what you got. Um... It seemed like when they were talking about it before, they see him all the time. And then Drew said something that makes it sound like this is the second time they've ever seen this guy. He makes it So impact. I don't really think they're in counseling. And I'm getting all sucked into this because I'm a great Bravo viewer and I'm just believing what I'm saying. But now we jump back to, is this real or is it for Bravo? Oh, this is real. I maintain my theory that they were trying to manufacture drama for themselves because they know that Bravo likes it, but they were trying to control it. But their relationship is so rocky that they can't. They can't create like mm-hmm. a false narrative for their drama. Like the real stuff does get in. and Because like... Maybe the assistant was fake, but everything else is real. Maybe the assistant was also set up to be fake and then like <laughs> they didn't realize the assistant would start airing out their drama. Turned into yeah. real. Oh my god, I was talking about the big butt assistant, oh, not Anthony. the assistant who's spreading everything. There's too many assistants in this I show. Think, yeah, I wasn't talking about Anthony, I was talking about the I think they the anticipated woman. that Anthony would give them tea about, because he knows the other housewives, and then he turned on Drew and Ralph. They're tragic, these two. Yeah, no person in their right mind would manufacture a storyline where your partner's a huge piece of shit. But I mean, we wondered that about Jenny and Dewey. From Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and look how that turned out. Julia, what do you think? Um, I think that Todd and Candy are having the same issue with creating, like, performative drama for the show. But the drama is, like, definitely real. And why the hell did we have to go see that sad little condo? For Todd's self-esteem. And then at the end, when they were walking out, Todd said... The problem said, isn't the condo. The problem is New Jersey. Yeah, but they were walking out, and Candy basically gave Todd permission to, like, pull money from the pocketbook to redo the condo. 
So the condo is not even Todd's at the end of the day. It's just a sad situation, and I'm 100% on Candy's side. Oh, 100%. Um, Alex, I think what you said is totally right. It reminds me of when you see little kids, you know, they they start play fighting, and then one push goes a little too far, and now they're real fighting. That's exactly what I think we're seeing with these Atlanta couples. Any final thoughts? Um, so a trope that has come on Bravo, specifically Atlanta, are costumed couriers. And um, have we, like, started a boycott against USPS? Because there are people arriving in costumes to deliver, like, laptop notes and sex toys and invites. And, like, we can't just send an invitation via email or text anymore. You know what I love the most about that is the feedback from everyone is always like, that was so lame. That was so tacky. And yet all of them keep doing it. (laughs) Do you think they think they can do it better? Candy definitely did. Absolutely. Um, We'd be uh, remiss not to discuss uh, Kenya's story of her wildest sex moment. Which was she was with a guy hunt. None of that was real. Coyotes. He clipped one. It ran away. They followed the trail of blood into a cave where they had sex. And then the coyote was still alive, and they had to quick go find it. And the weirdest thing about that was that was one of three in this situation where the question was like, "Where's what's the weirdest place you've had sex?" Three stories were animal stories. <laughs> Well, when you're making up Drew the and story, Ralph with the whales and Marla to... with her zoo giraffe a, story. A giraffe licking her. Marla, we've all been to a zoo. Where are you in this story? I think that they all just had a regular story that they peppered animals in at the like, last minute. If the minute. zoo thing were true, Marla would have a blue dot on her door. Are we ready for awards? Yes. Yes. All right. Awards. My... Bye Bye Bubba Award, named after Tom and Katie from Vanderpump Rules, who call each other Bubba, who got divorced this year. We watched them. Alex is crying a little bit. It's okay. We watched them get together, get married, and hate each other for years before announcing their divorce. I give this award to Todd and Candy because, holy shit, Todd hates Candy. And the moment where I thought, ooh was when they are walking and Candy laughs and he says, why do you laugh like that? Like making fun of somebody's laugh is like the meanest thing I think you can do. What is it? Like if making fun of somebody's smile and their laugh because that's when they genuinely are the most happy and like, you know, being vulnerable is like one of the cruelest things that you can do. I just thought, oh shit, this is over right there. So anyway, Mm -hmm. that's, that's my award. <laughs> I think you're totally right. It's total um, uh, Schwartz calling Katie a dumb slut and Katie making fun of how small his dick is vibes for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, what's your award? All right. My uh, The Crude Prude Award goes to Kenya because I've noticed something about Kenya is that she goes all in on swearing and like making sex jokes and whatever but whenever someone else does she's very quick to say don't curse or very quick to be like oh we got these like bdsm gifts like oh i don't want this like in my uh, my you know she just like acts so like snobbish when 
it's she's not in control of the situation. So I just thought it was an interesting character trait. Be on the lookout for crude prude Kenya. I love it. All right, Julia, what's your award? I'm giving the Bravo BFF award oh, this is big. to Dorit for being such good friends with Kyle that she would wear that headband out in public. And I know everything's been taken from her and she was so generously allowed to wear something from Kyle's store, but still the cheetah headband, it, it was only a good friend would do that. Okay, I'm sorry, I have to say this. I was thinking about when I watched it. It's one of those headbands that has the little like elastic ruching in the back because it's supposed to go under your hair mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to see it. But Dorit wears it like you would a bandana around the top of your head. And it just it just gave me such middle school vibes. Poor Dorit. It was almost a sweatband. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was it was very much wearing your mom's lipstick to uh, your recital. Well, Kyle's store is kind of geared towards grandmas. So. All right. Well, thank you, Julia and Alex, so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.